everyone, this is a talisman. This is Ryan. This is Jeremy. This is Phil. And you're listening to Tom and Zeus on the Shout It Out Loud, Out Loud cast. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can't three, wait for us like that. Shout it, shout it, shout it out loud cast. Shout it, shout it, shout it out loud cast. I don't know. Hello. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 162. We're calling this one Ballad or Not. Tom, what's going on? Well, it's a Valentine's Day celebration, but I'm having a really hard time focusing here because this is when we need to release the video because right now Zeus is wearing... Oh, what 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 did I just miss now? <laughs> Zeus is wearing only what I could only consider a dad hat. Nope. It is a Super Bowl hat from when way back when the Patriots played the Carolina Panthers. And I it's the equivalent of like if my dad had like a bury the bears t-shirt on from like 1986. It's like the high brim hat with like the embroidered oh, helmet. Come on. It's not an engineer's hat. <laughs> it's it's dude. That's a hat you get at like a carnival for like getting the ring around the bottle. This is a pregame hat. Like, I don't know who's gonna win, but I want to commemorate the yes. game. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I have a couple. Sport. Those are called loser hats <laughs> because you're not sure if your team's going to win, but you want a hat. It's anyways. an NFL branded official cap by Reebok. And it's, it is topical because the Super Bowl is this weekend. Our beloved Patriots aren't in it, but that's OK. This is Super Bowl 38, Tom. That's a long fucking time ago. Yep. Not wow. as good as the draft bowls that we do, but. It's there. It's close. Correct. Yes. But this is a Valentine's Day. We're going to have a discussion about ballads. Ooh. Ooh. There'll be a lot of, ooh, God damn. (laughs) But as usual, before we go forward, we go back. And we discussed last week's episode. Last week, we did a killer, pun intended, episode on the album Killers. Hell yeah. Woo, man. Feedback on that. You guys love that album and the episode. We're thrilled that you did. We had a blast uh, putting that one together. So the poll favorite out of the original new tracks. I'm a legend tonight. Down on your knees. No way to run. Partners in crime. Tons of votes. Thank you guys for participating. And to no surprise, no way to run ran away with this. 59%. Uh, Second was I'm a legend tonight at 25 down on your knees at 11 and 5% of you are insane because you voted on partners in crime. So that that's okay. You know, everybody likes something. Yeah. But the comment, a lot of the comments here were for just saying how much they loved no way to run. Um, Graham richly said only one choice. The others are totally forgettable. Kiss filler is more appropriate. Ooh, that's rough. Then, then Lee Bruton, the other way around has to be legend likes that one um so a lot of the comments here were pretty much saying how much they love no way to run and how it should have been an album uh a song on, on, on an actual album uh our buddy darren no way to run is a masterpiece the rest ah steve same thing no way to run absolute gem in the kiss catalog 
nowhere to run. This is pocket rocket ride. Nowhere to run. The others are mediocre. Yeah, that's a lot of things. Baseball and death says I voted down on your knees, but I'm glad you all did this album. I had this compilation in the mid eighties. I bought it because I dug the cover and I never really gave the new songs a fair shake. They're not bad. And it's nice to hear them again. Uh, Twisted Kister says down on your knees. There's something about the vocals, the delivery and the backing vocals. A lot of power in that song to be such a cheesy one. Still sounds as good today as it ever has. Ooh, Mark Flores, who we'll get to later. Mark, thank you. Uh, also pick No Way to Run. And let's get into a couple episode specific comments. That's some, those are some poll comments. Um, Swede in New York. Great episode. Brought back nice memories. I remember going to a record store in New Jersey, summer of 82, and it was on the wall display with the latest release with a price tag of $12.99. It was an import, so it was pricey but it wasn't hard to find at that time. Wow. Uh, Sean Hammond, great episode. Lots of confusion about this record when I was young. I had all of Kiss's albums as a child, but I never saw this until the early 90s in a record store. Never advertised in the magazines I read either. Ominous Dominus. I absolutely loved this compilation. The new songs became instant classics to me. Yeah, a lot of people love those. Let's see. JR, a Matt Houston reference. Though I was thinking more Hardcastle and McCormick. Ooh, another great one from that era, Simon and Simon. Oh, I never watched that show. Fall Guy, all those. Oh, oh the Fall Guy just for Heather Thomas. Oh, hell yes. The best looking of the Heathers in the early 80s. Oh, my God. She was so you're saying, a, so, so you're saying oh. what about TJ Hooker with Heather Locklear in the no. No, no, no. Heather Thomas was the fucking bomb. But I'll tell you this. Melrose Place era Heather Locklear. Ooh. She was, she was looking oh. good. Oh. What? Heather what? Thomas. Oh, no. Come he- on. I, that poster, that famous uh, poster. Well, with her, she got her thumb holding up her like, bikini. The bikini. All oh. oh, that smile. The closest thing to her now, but she's too short. Is Alexa Bliss? She oh, looks dude, a little Alexa like Alexa Bliss is oh, ridiculous. Oh but, my god! But she's not her like too short, you know. Oh yeah, she's a peanut. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, Jason Gribble. This was the first vinyl album I bought with my own money, and yes, I still have it. That's awesome. Those are the those are the, those are the things you never forget. Tom, never forget. is his name Dribble like basketball? It's, it's Gribble. Oh, G Gribble. Yeah. Okay, Grimace. Grimace. Uh, all right. And that's Twitter. What all do we right. Got on the book of face. Oh, uh, too much feedback to get into. Again, if we don't get to your stuff, it's because we're trying to cut back a little bit on this. So it's a know, nice problem to have. And we appreciate exactly, it. Exactly. Mick Watkins. Love this episode. You guys had me cracking up at how danceable the songs on killers are. I never noticed that before. With that being said, these songs are like a mixture of the new wave stylings of Unmasked and the new wave of British heavy metal. I think that's what the abbreviation yep. for influence creatures of the night. It would have been neat, neat to have heard a full length album with that sound. Maybe have include it's my life. Mm, okay. Yeah. And then you put a fucking Carlton, uh, a gift of Carlton dancing. <laughs> Mike Murphy had the, had the photo of the quattro quattro guy coming out of Arnold's. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I said that Dan Hool from college looked like that. And he does look like that. By the way, Dan Hool responded and said, I'm not 
part of the mutants. <laughs> okay, Dan, no problem. Sorry. Didn't mean to upset you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Adam Nirenberg. Love this record. 1982, there was an import record store down the block where I grew up. I walk in immediately both for the kiss section and found this. What struck me about it was that it was a Canadian import. Bought it, bought it home, played it to death. The four songs kick ass. And Zeus, you made a great point about nowhere to run, where it became a template. Hide your heart. God gave rock and roll to you. Take it off. Raise your glasses. Stand in others. In 1985, I bought my first CD plays, and the only Kiss CD available back then were Unmasked and Lick It Up. About a year later, an import st- uh, CD store opened up a couple towns away. I went there, ordered the Elder and Killers as Japanese imports. When mm. they arrived, I noticed that the Elder was in its intended running order. An escape from the island wasn't there. Great call. Mm. It was on Killers along with Shandy, which were not on my Canadian vinyl version. A great Kiss Geek memory for me. My nice. son has the vinyl. I kept the Japanese CD. Here's the back for those who haven't seen it. And he put the nice picture up. Thanks, awesome. guys. Uh, Adam, thank you for sharing that, man. That's that's that that's the kind of stuff we love. Thank you. That's great. Yeah. And uh, Tom, let's address the elephant in the room here. Oh, thinking Stanley here. <laughs> Go ahead. We we got a new bumper from Sinking Stanley. I just finished the episode he wrote, though. And loved the episode and thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> what Go did ahead. you say to me earlier about Sinkin' Stanley? I, I, I said, Sinkin' Stanley, you know, welcome to the Shout It Out Loudcast family. But I got to say, you're on Shout It Out Loudcast probation. <laughs> you, you're, you're walking a fine line because we know how you can be. You go from being funny to being a little bit kind of over the border there. So... You know that we have silly, stupid senses of humor, so maybe we can train you to behave. <laughs> well, no, I thought I was getting you to say that somehow you've come full circle on him. Remember? Oh, that that too. I've come full circle. I'm a, I'm I'm a fan of Sink and Stanley now. <laughs> yep. Before I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Now I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. This guy's making me laugh. Yeah, it's all the gay shit that he does with Tom. Yeah, you can't do that. Don't don't stop pulling that shit. The, yeah, the, that the, the, don't stop pulling the friggin' memes of uh, you know Paul and and, and <laughs> Tommy naked on a horse or something. <laughs> None of that shit. Yeah, the, the, like you know the jokes with Tommy. Like we've we've seen people put that shit here or Eric Singer like cleaning up after Gene and yeah. being like th- those are okay if you want to do stupid shit like that. I we don't agree with all your stuff, but you know some of it's okay, some of it we just roll our eyes, some of it's like no, it ain't coming on. Yeah. Um but to to each their own. We'll 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 monitor and see where it goes. And then just, you know, again occasionally because I'm going to go over right now to Loudcaster's page. Yep. You guys like be careful. Just- just yeah, be careful. It's just certain. It, there's a lot of fucking like, um, like fun police on our show, on our on our uh, group page. Sometimes, Tom. Oh, what's this all about? Well, because I think what happens is I think, and and, and again, it's a nice problem to have. We have almost four thousand people in that group, and we know we're not stupid. We know that four thousand of them don't listen to the show. It's it's they see a Kiss Facebook group and they want to be part of it, and that's great. Maybe they'll turn into listeners. But s- somebody posted something. 
and they were kind of teasing something about Paul. You know, it was like a harmless kind of joke. And so one of the comments was like, well, it doesn't surprise me based on all the whining that goes on in this group. I'm like, well, what the fuck are you doing to the group then? Like, get it, go leave. Yeah, there's just a lot of that stuff. I think it was on Twitter too, Tom. There was some somebody wrote something about like you saying something like, oh, and they try to compare you to uh, the guy Mike from Three Sides. Yeah, I was like, what? That guy, the Three Sides guy goes, hey, someone say something about me. (laughs) It's like somebody called me. It's like, what? And then that guy like backtracked. It's like, oh, no, no. Oh, thanks for the shout out. Love the show you guys did last week. Like, right. I'm like, dude, you, you don't know who's all, everybody sees everything out there. Yeah. And then there's a, you know, it's just then a couple people, a couple of you guys, God bless you. I know we have all our Mork Dork friends on the, on the show all the time and we love them and we tease them about some of their bands, but can you guys please, I'm not, it's not going to get banned, but can you please like, no, none of us want to do a kicks fucking album review crew. Episode. What are you talking about? Like fucking Bisto Blanco's coming up for February. Like Isn't there's one crazy? guy on ARC that would pick that. Let him pick that. But like, you know, these are now becoming topics on loudcasters. Hey, you guys like kicks? <laughs> no. You guys Next. like flo- <laughs> Do you guys like flock of seagulls? <laughs> like, it's just God bless you guys. Look at you. You have a kiss a woman on the lips. <laughs> Why do you have that? <laughs> what? It's a TV show. <laughs> You've turned, uh, you turned my whole life. Job, work. A job that I did 30 years ago into a colossal waste of time. You've turned my life's work into a, it's a TV show. For crying out loud, it's it's just a TV show. <laughs> I mean, look at you. Look at the way you're dressed. <laughs> You've turned an enjoyable little job that I did as a lark for a few uh, years into a colossal waste of time. I mean, mean, how old are you people? What have you done with yourselves? You, you you must be almost 30. Have you you ever kissed a girl? Get out of your parents' basement. Live a little. So you say we should focus more on the movies? (laughs) There's just a lot of like mork dork shit now coming on. And God bless them. They're on the cruise right now. They're having the time of their lives. I hope they're having a great time, right? And but geez, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just laughing. <laughs> the whole thing is just fucking hilarious. Just oh, fucking! I I hope fucking dangerous toys uh, does their set that they did from you know 2012. Oh yeah, last time I saw them in 16, they would. What? That was great. How would you how how is that great? What are you talking about? Oh, jeez. And they're fucking loving it. And God bless them that they are. But like, dude, can we like not have this discussion on our loudcasters page? Stop doing kicks conversations. And- we'll create, you know, what we'll do we'll create a sub group, like a red, like a subreddit. We'll have like a mork dork Facebook group. <laughs> yeah. Right? That that's easy. <laughs> And people can put up terrible memories of terrible concerts that they've seen. Oh, yeah. I saw Bango Tango in 2002. I think it's Bang Tango. <laughs> Whatever. Bango. <laughs> you know the point I'm trying I to know. make. Like, there's a lot of that fucking. 
I don't know, like stupid shit. Who is it? Somebody said, I think before we record, somebody goes, guys, you realize Eddie Trunk is the most famous person on Monsters of Rock. Right oh, now. that's LP Storlino. Yeah, it's tr- it's true. He's right. He is. He's the biggest name on there. When the MC of the cruise is the biggest name on the cruise, that's a bad cruise. Yeah. Yeah. And and and, and we Eddie, God bless Eddie. He grew up on those bands and he put a lot of them on the map with his. Well, radio he has to. He has his show. That's what right. he focuses. He's got to be yeah. friends with them. Yeah, of course. But Jesus Christ. And of course, what was one of the first things that Sonny sent us? A picture of a T-shirt. Oh, that said something like, what was it? Like glam metal rocks and grunge, grunge sucks. <laughs> yeah. But what was the front of the shirt? Tough. <laughs> it was. I said to Sonny, I said, Sonny, that shirt would be great. If it wasn't a tough shirt, <laughs> tough T U F F, the band tough. That's off their new live album. <laughs> tough, oh. rock, tough, tough rocks, the loading dock. <laughs> of yeah. the Mordor cruise. Yeah, that's the one. That's the the new one, unleashed in Bolivia. <laughs> like, fuck, it's a double CD. <laughs> Dude, I was like, if you believe in that shit, it'd be great. But no matter what that shirt says, it, tough ain't it. <laughs> if right, if there was like some like legitimate band, I'd be like, you know what? Cool shirt, funny shirt. It's it's tough. Yeah, it just getting back to what I was saying. Like, oh yeah, go ahead. Like, just keep it to what we talk about. Kiss, uh, some of the bands we discuss on the show on ARC or Zeppelin show references, like pop yeah. culture thing, like show related. Yeah, like, or, I mean, I get it somewhat if someone's like, hey, can you guys do a Kicks album review? That's that's relevant, but like, hmm. uh, hey, uh, <laughs> you give me a top five deep cuts from Kicks? No. <laughs> top, top five bands that are playing or working on the more cruise. Hey, are you guys going to go see uh, Faster Pussycat? I can't. They're serving brunch at the uh, diner on the third deck. I actually like them. They got a so do good I, but a not now. good songs. But another band with fucking probably one guy in it still. And, yeah. and he can't sing anymore. No. So, all right. Enough of that. Oh, Anyways, let me go back to this the Loudcasters page. <laughs> Holy fuck. What a detour. Oh, I love um, it. All right. (laughs) Jason Warden. This was a welcome surprise to me when I discovered it at Kmart in the late 80s. I wasn't really sure what it was, but knew there were four new songs. I loved all four with Nowhere to Run being my fave as well. Said it before. Too bad we didn't get more from this lineup. But Ace was already gone. Great review. Taught me some things about it. I didn't know. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jason. Brian Stone. So great. I like Partners in Crime, but I agree. Weakest track. Great episode. Thanks, guys. 2022 season is the best every episode this year has been a hard hitter wow thank you buddy awesome and he's absolutely right wait till we talk at the end about how good our january's been I know. great yeah yeah absolutely steven wood gave the aussie pressing a spin tonight the run-on part on nowhere to run still gives me bo- uh, goosebumps mm. yep. exactly exactly lp Scarlino. Yeah, those four songs could have been an EP and ended up in the top half of my favorite Kiss releases. Mm. It was a new version of Kiss Immersion with VV and Paul 
working with Bob always led to gems. I couldn't name one song Bob did with Paul that isn't absolutely stellar. He's right. I maintain my original stance that if Bob had hair, we would never have found out who Ace Fraley was. I'm an ace guy. Don't shoot me. Been waiting for this episode for a while as I love these songs so much. Are you ready to rock? Dude, I, I can have that. He's right. And, and I'll tell you right now, when, when Bruce's band on the cruise did that tribute to Bob Kulik and played all the songs that Bob was a part of, fucking unbelievable. Unbelievable. I can tell you this. Those solos, every yep. one of those solos is awesome. incredible. And they're yep. not even my, all the, my, my favorite songs. Yep. But they're so good. He fucking rocks. And uh, we're working on something of an episode on Bob's stuff. And maybe we'll get to that. Yeah. You know, that discussion. What if Bob was there in the beginning? Yeah. Would Kiss be as big? Mm-hmm. All right. Sean DeHaan. Great episode, guys. Love Killers. Easily their best compilation album, especially when you consider where this came out. None of the earlier songs suffered from a burnout factor yet. I'm a legend. is a great song. There's a reason why it was released as a single in a few countries. This easily could have fit on Creatures. Mm. Down on Your Knees, great song. Shame it was only released as a single in a couple of countries. Despite its danceable beat, with a push from the record company, could have easily been a hit. My He's biggest right. thought on this song is that it was a Brian Adams song. Maybe it's because I was fortunate enough to hear a demo of the song, but I always hear Brian singing it. Listen to Adam's material from this time. It was very obvious. It was written at the same time as Don't Leave Me Lonely. Shame that mm. Kiss passed on the song, War Machine and etc. You are correct. Jim Valens is an uncredited writer on this song. Nowhere to Run is one of the best Kiss songs ever done. Period. Paul's vocals on the song are on another level. Was in a single, was a single in only a couple countries, which is unfortunate. Easily would have taken the elder up a notch or two. Same for creatures. Partners in crimes is absolute shit. Yep. Agree about a Bob Kulik, some incredible playing on all four original songs. For me, it's nowhere to run down your knees. I'm a legendite partners in crime. The production in new teens, uh, new tunes is a bit thin. The drums could certainly use some beefing up and the guitars could use a little more crunch. Also like the different mix of sure. No, something awesome. 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 Sean. Thank Sean's you. the best. Yep. Sean's yeah. the best. Justin Steele, great review, guys. The Bob quotes were awesome. Yes. Kind of sad that Ace had no part of it. Maybe Eric also with that drum machine bullshit. Bob is always so good, though. Nowhere to Run just makes this whole album good shit. Mm-hmm. Matt Wallace. Oh, boy. I've always loved the Killers era look and sound. You nailed the order, Zeus, for the four new tracks. What the hell? I just heard my first ever Dark Phantom of the Throne. Dark Phantom of the Throne, you ask? Here we go. Here it comes. That's where you have a very black, (laughs) tar-like, consistency mudfest in the toilet. But when you wipe your asshole, there's nothing on the paper. Spooky. Spooky. The fact that we have any listeners is a fucking miracle. Oh, my God oh. almighty. I look forward to Matt's toilet Twitter or Twitter uh, toilet social media every week. Oh, he also added thanking us to introduce him to Right Between the Eyes podcast. Oh, yeah. And he's enjoyed it and said, hearing three generations of Kiss fans' perspectives. Good. So give those guys a listen. They're good guys. It's a, it's, a, it's a very good show. Yep. The good old Sneed Rock. Oh, yeah. I couldn't wait to hear this episode and agree that this is a very interesting era of the band. 
I have very fond memories of this release for many reasons. First of all, it was the first Kiss release that I saw with altered logo. Second, it was mysterious mm. release to me. I only saw it at one local record chain. Sam the Record Man here in Canada. I never saw it anywhere else. Was it legit? Was it fake? A Off the record? Yeah, Sneed, I thought the same thing. Wasn't sure. These are questions it had as a 10-year-old. I ended up getting this record for Christmas. It was pumped because I saw that it had a lot of Kiss classics on it. Being young, didn't have a ton of money. I love the fact it could sample Chris, uh, Kiss music like this. In regards to the four new ones, Nowhere to Run is a grand slam. Even in 85 and at 10 years old, it was easy to see this is the best of the new songs. The next one I love was Down and Use as it fit in the Kiss mold. I'm a legend tonight is my third favorite. I've never been a fan of Partners in Crime. At the time, I didn't really know about music from the Elder or Unmasked. So I didn't realize how this was a do or die situation for Kiss. If you have the opportunity to read Kiss and Sell by C.K. Lent, which Tommy fucking praises all the time. The best Kiss book bar none. It's a great far. It's a great read and also shows exactly how deep and shit Kiss was at the time. Now that Ace had left the band for intensive purposes, for all intensive purposes, they were very close to losing everything based on the fact they were required to retain three original band members, Ace, Gene, and Paul. Another great episode, my brothers. Keep up the great work. Look for the next episode. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome stuff. That's great. Tom, let's uh, go over to you know where. YouTube. You do. All right. Devin Dungan. Great episode. Love the compilation, the four new songs. For years, this was the holy grail of the Kiss discography for me. Eventually got it when I started my CD collection. I listened to it here and there. Great stuff. Nice. Mr. Antonio 2005. All right. Down in knee segment and the video images had me laughing so hard. I could picture adding to the video the most electrifying athlete of all time and the son of a plumber. The American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Oh He'd my be God. dancing in the streets to kiss with his polka dot tights on and manager Sapphire by his side. I know what he's talking <laughs> about. The American. Oh, jeez. Uh, Craig Broderick, why can't I hear any songs? Please, may I have a refund? Thank you. Ha, ha, ha. Anyways, um, it's because they don't allow us to play the music on there. So they have a little thing up there. Um, so instead, what we've done is we've started to mute the music portion of the YouTube clip. Right. So when we put our episodes on YouTube for you to watch, you might hear a strange little sound. We try to trim it so that you don't like you're not listening to silence. Sound. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that's what's happened. And uh, we apologize. Nothing we can do. It's a uh, fucking big tech. What, yep. what am I going to say? Um. And somebody else had brought it up there. Uh, Sink and Stanley, he already got another one. He are, we already oh, talked geez. about him. We're not going through that. Uh, our buddy here, Johnny, be good. All right. When you hit a thousand subs, you guys get to show your face on YouTube. YouTube! Maybe. Um, we've already done that. Yeah, on a live stream. On our live stream. Yeah, we have pictures of our shit up there. We're not hiding. It's just like we want to be a podcast. We don't want to be a, a video fucking, uh, you know, a show like a TV show. Yeah. Right. We'll leave it to the other guys that they do well with it and let them run and do their own shit. Three sides. The uh, what's the other one there? Kiss FAQ. Kiss FAQ. They, those guys love doing that stuff and good for them. Good on yep. them. Marty White. When I heard the unemployed 
painter routine at the beginning. I fear there'd be news that he'd be back when the door resumes. Oh, if geez. that's the case, I'd like to sue for punitive damages. I found Killers in a store in 89 or 90, bought it, used, uh, listened to it when I'd ride my horsey around my parents' farm. <laughs> One day, a big, ugly bird made this horrible sound swoop down and tack my horsey. They swooped. They went. <laughs> my horsey got scared. And I fell off my Walkman with the my Walkman with the tape and it went flying in the chaos. My horsey stepped on and killing killers. I was so mad. I shot my horsey, turned him into glue and tried the glue to kill. Um, tried the glue, the killers tape back together, but to no avail. A few days later, I got a letter from a lawyer representing the ghost of my horsey suing me for punitive damages. I think the lawyer represents horsey ghosts. There's so much about the legal system I don't get. What about his what about his girlfriend who's on steroids? It looks like Lou Ferrigno. Where was she in this? I thought you were gonna do the Eddie Murphy. What's up with your wife's what's up with your back? wife's back and shit? And she bowed. What's up with your wife's back and shit? <laughs> and Tom, so let's take one last step over to Instagram. Heavy mail 74. Wow. With a very clever, some killer tracks. Wow. Radio chaos. The Rachel Gordon impersonations oh, was magnificent. We want a Gordo update every week. Great episodes. Keep it up, mates. What's the update this week? I need to get some water. I'm no, dying in the desert. No, remember that picture I sent you to the group text? She's like, oh, um, whatever. I'm like, wait, you went from like this, like criminal, like breaking bad meth looking RV to this living room with a fireplace and like this gorgeous furniture and hardwood floors with an oriental rug. How? Because the kiss tards, I bet you somebody put her up. Yeah. How? I don't know. Then Mur- Murph jumped in on the group text. He goes, what is she squatting at furniture stores now? Is that what that picture was taken? <laughs> I need some water. I haven't Please. been fed. I was with Ace for 15 years. <laughs> she drove more. <laughs> I sold race cars. for. I drove race cars for 15 years. <laughs> I, I sold raincoats for 35 years. In the raincoat business. That's an executive one, wasn't it? It's the executive. Yeah. Uh, Darren, 71829. I've always thought of a million to one as sort of a nowhere to run part two. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and B Stone, which I assume that's our buddy Brian Stone, like yep. partners in crime, catchy, but weakest of the four. Another beast of an episode. This is shouted out loud cast. Best season, in my opinion. Ooh, you're the best, Brian. Thanks, and buddy. We'll keep, we'll put a comment on that coming up. Tom, over to you, buddy. All right. Let's bang out a few emails here. A good friend, Mike H. This is a good email. I, li- I like this uh, this viewpoint here. I always thought in retrospect. That they made the choice not to release the fuck me, suck me songs during this period because they were very aware that their audience became primarily 10 year olds. This also might be another reason they decided to do a supernatural based concept record that has a built in excuse that those type of songs wouldn't fit the idea. Also, the reason Psycho Circus doesn't have any and very few after because they felt no one wanted to hear songs like that from men in their 60s. It's an excellent point. It's a good point. Could Could be be right. 
Could be right. I like I like that. I like that theory. We're going to go overseas to our buddy Jean-Francois from France. Hello, long time, no right, even though I didn't miss any of the episodes. Congrats for the show and the Killers episode announcement. The mix of Killers and Kiss Face is great. Glad you love No Way to Run. I love this song. I have a top 10 for each Kiss original member, and this song is clearly in my top 10 for Paul. As you said, a shame the drums are not Creatures drums. It have made this song some, one of the best Kiss songs ever. I also wonder what it would have been with Ace's unique sound. The other three original songs suffer from that comparison, in my opinion. Take care, both. Excellent. Great hearing from you. And while we're over in Europe, let's hop over to Finland with our friend Yanni Aslak Rasanen. Not Teppo Numenin? It is not Teppo Numenin. It is not Timu Salani. It is not Rea Rutsalainen either. Or Yari Kari or Esatikanen. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know if those guys are all Finnish. I think they are. And today, our buddy Tuka Rask, the ugliest hockey player in the universe, retired from my Boston Bruins. Sad That's, day, man. It, it is. And you know what? If somebody is going to steal the title of Crooked Man from Paul Stanley, it could be Tuka Rask. Tuka Rask is the love child of the Grinch and an elf. That's that. That's not a good look. Poor Tuka. That's why he wears a mask. So it's good. But back to Yanni's uh, email. Killers was a Kiss album that you could find in every secondhand record store in Finland and Sweden in the 80s and 90s for a price of bread or less. <laughs> the phonogram reissues of Kiss's Casablanca catalog were literally everywhere. And during the early 80s, band's popularity was growing in Scandinavia. They even toured here during uh, supporting Lick It Up. Despite the not-so-ballsy production of the new songs, Nowhere to Run is among the best Kiss songs ever. I don't think it would have fit on Creatures, but given it a single release and a music video to back it up, could have been a minor hit for the band on Lick It Up, or even better, on Animalize, which he goes on to say he thinks Animalize is 50% filler. Oof. Uh, thanks for another great episode. Looking forward to the next one. Yes, we love hearing from you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Our good friend, Angelo Capasso. This is why you two are awesome. I admit I had no knowledge of 1982's Killer. It was like Christmas to hear those four songs for the first time. Thank you. Wow. I downloaded the album and I have to ask, why wasn't Bob Kulik ever a member of Kiss? He's absolutely brilliant on those four new songs. Seeing that I am a drummer and the drums always pull me into a song, it's rare that the guitar pulls me in. But Bob's playing did just that. I understand Bob was under contract with another band, but contracts can be broken. Bottom line, I know this may sound mean, but do you think Bob just didn't have the look to be in the band? Yes, we brought that up before in a previous comment. Uh, thanks, guys. You rock. Hope to see you in Hartford, Angelo. Angelo, we st Hartford's still up in the air. We got some other uh, shout out loudcasters. They were going to be there too. So thank you for the email. And uh, we will certainly let you know if we make it over to uh, Hartford. And we'll finish up our emails with our good buddy, Wes. Fantastic show as always. Just a quick comment on the Eddie Trunk episode. I feel honored and humbled to have been chosen as comment of the week. I come from a bit of a different place than most of your listeners, and I enjoy sharing my stories and insights with them. I look forward to the listener feedback as much as the main topic of a podcast, and many times I find myself laughing out loud at some of the comments. I never met Eddie, and I wonder if he ever came to any plasmatic shows that we did in Jersey, as it seemed we played every bar in the state when we first started out. As for Killers, it was a great show and an interesting album that transitioned Kiss into more of a metal band. 
I lined up with you, Tom, on your comments and song rankings. I actually wrote a song influenced by Nowhere to Run with a similar feel and felt it could have been perfect for Kiss. It was titled Can't Run, Can't Hide. And I did a demo with our drummer, TC Tolliver. It was rejected by the Plasmatics as being a little too light. But another song I wrote and demoed at the same time, it was done a la Motorhead. And that was the one Gene heard and took for Love's a Deadly Weapon. Before it had lyrics, we would just refer to it as the Motorhead song. And it always amused me that that was the song that Kiss used. Looking forward to the next podcast, as always, Wes. Thank you, Wes. We appreciate your stories. And you're right. You do come from a different place. And that's why we uh, we appreciate your comments. And we love that you're a fan of the show. So thank you, Wes. And Zeus, back to you to wrap up feedback. Yeah. So for us, it, it's quite simple. The thing is probably got over 2,000 views. Comment of the week is from Mark Flores. Um, Mark listened to our episode and then I couldn't go to sleep. I roll over and then I see a fucking message. I think it was like, I don't know, two, three in the morning, whenever we got it, Tom. Yep. And I couldn't stop laughing to myself. So Mark took our comment that we said that down on your knees sounds like fucking, or that it could be like the video music for Mick Jagger and David Bowie's, um, dancing in the street or Carlton dance. And he made like a fucking video of that. Hilarious. It goes so well with the music. It is a ton of fun. People were dying laughing. It was and insane. Mark, thank you. I think Mark does like video stuff professionally. And well, he was, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say, first of all, Mark, that was fantastic. But I want to give Mark a super shout out because especially coming from me and Zeus, who are huge Star Wars fans. Yeah. If you go on Mark's Twitter page, he had a little bit role in an episode of the Mandalorian. Yeah. And he's got pictures of him in there. That is insane. Yes. Congrats, yes. Mark. And thank you so much for that video. That was absolutely what we wanted to see. And you're the best for sharing that and making that for us. So yeah. Thank I was you. like, I think that might be all time comment. So Mark Flores, you, my friend, are comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> Great stuff. Fantastic. Yeah. Tom, what we like to do now is bring it on over for a nice big shout out to our Patreon fans and subscribers. Patreon is like a family now. The members that we have, they're fucking incredible. Uh, we actually have two new people awesome. we'd like to actually thank. Now, they are Christian Donasso and John B. Good. Christian, I'm not sure about, I don't think I've seen some social media comments from them, but I could have be wrong. You know, a lot of people use aliases. John B. Good always comments on our YouTube on our, now I'm going to have to put it in YouTube, our <laughs> YouTube uh, channel. YouTube. Uh, both of you guys, thank you so much for joining. And you're coming in at a great time because our Patreon uh, subscribers will actually have a role in our upcoming Kiss Madness tournament. So they will be involved. And uh, and you guys will have a role. Uh, we're not going to spill the beans yet, but you will have a role in our Kiss Madness tournament. So everyone that's part of our Patreon account. So for those who haven't, 
Come on board soon so that you can be part of it as well. Uh, Patreon is where we have a, uh, a group where people can support us. There's different tiers. Uh, there's four tiers, obviously, after the characters of the band. The Catman, Spaceman, Star Child, and Demon tiers. And pick what you like. Each tier comes with different things from us. And uh, the family has grown. We're just over a year of uh, having Patreon, and it's been nothing but a blast. We have a lot of fun with them, a lot of interaction, and uh, it really is like a family. And we can't thank you enough for all the support that you guys have given us. Yeah, you guys are the best. Amazing. And a special huge shout out to the two new patrons, Christian and John. Amazing. Thank you guys so much. Uh, And like Zeus said, we're trying to uh, really encourage more interaction with you guys and making you a part this year of getting that uh, that Kiss Madness tournament that we put on every year. Uh, It's still in the works, but we know that you guys are going to be a part of it. And of course, you heard the uh, ARC episode with Slave to the Grind. You guys are now going to be a part of that in the rotation. Uh, So it just it just keeps growing. And the other thing that I like, too, about the Patreon family is that I'm seeing that some of the Patreons themselves are starting conversations within the app. You know, we get notifications, you know, we'll post something and then people will start a conversation. Uh, so it's just an awesome place for kiss fans, for shout out loudcast fans. And we can't thank you guys enough. So you guys are the best. Yeah. And we really appreciate the support. Keep the family growing. If you're interested, look at patreon.com or patreon, P A T R E O N.com. And uh, or you can see in the episode notes, there's a link to it. Go on, check it out. See if there's something that interests you. And we hope uh, you'll come and join us, join in the fun. So, Tom, what we do after that is uh, we go over to Kiss World. What's going on over there? All right. So a couple of big things. The, the first big thing was that Kiss announced the postponement of their Australian tour. Uh, not a big surprise. Uh, it's unfortunate because now the tour is going to be postponed until uh, August. So, of course, everyone's like, Jesus Christ, the tour that will never end. You know, existing tickets will be valid for the rescheduled shows. So they're going to be going to, um, they're going to start off in Melbourne, August 20th. Uh, They're going to go from Melbourne to Sydney to Adelaide, Perth, Brisbane, and Townsville. So it's going to take pretty much the last few weeks in August into the first few weeks of September. I'm glad that Australians that you're going to get the show. Uh, it's unfortunate that it got postponed, but sadly, you guys are used to it being delayed and, and rescheduled. So at least they are rescheduling and not just doing an outright cancellation. So that was the big news. Um, and then another thing that's going on that we we shared on our social media, uh, that Reels Network, R-E-E-L-Z, uh, we we did a documentary review of uh, breaking the band with with on when they did the show on Kiss. They have another new series called Frontman, and they're going to be doing an all brand new episode this Saturday on the day that this episode drops. Uh, and it's going to be about Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley. So you can bet that we're uh, going to talk about that. Who knows how soon? But that is a running series on reels called Frontman, and uh, they're going to be dropping a new Kiss episode this Saturday. So anything Kiss. We love to uh, consume and, and critique and judge and laugh at it. So you can bet we'll have some things to say about that when it does drop. So check that out. Yeah. Uh, on social media, we always check the big guys. What oh, yeah. they're doing lately. Uh, Gene did have a nice heartfelt. Some lady wrote to Gene. That was great. Got, 
how she got her master's degree and had a conversation a long time ago, gave him advice when it's okay to put yourself first. Gene retweets this and says how proud he is of her. Although we never met, I want to tell you that your inspirational text put a big smile on my face. Now, don't wait another second for you go out there, become everything you never imagined you could be. Go get them. That's the Gene Simmons part when he shows this. Yep. That I'm just like, I'm so proud that he's our Gene. Yeah. Fucking awesome. I love that aspect of Gene. And you know, he means it. Like he's generally happy for this girl to do this. And that's awesome. And congratulations, uh, Danielle. So that's great news. But then <laughs> he's out there fighting with people again. Oh my God. He's the best. I'm just posting it. Don't yell at me. Yell at your congressman. Just put shit out here all the time. Bitcoin, <laughs> Bitcoin shit. And, uh, he's hilarious. I love Gene. Just. Gene. Yep. I, 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 what can you say, man? Paul's been quiet this week. Yeah. Paul only put one post up this week and he looks like shit. Oh, God. That was and embarrassing. He, and he's got that leopard shirt on and he talks about how tired he is. And he just picked up his kids from school. I'm like, dude, what kind of a man is picking up their kids or dropping off wearing that shirt? What the fuck, dude? It's awful. It's just awful. Dude, that, those are the pictures you take of yourself. You're, you're Paul Stanley. No one wants to see you half asleep with tiger pajamas on. Or whatever the fuck you're <laughs> but that's like something like you send to your friends, like joking. Hey, yeah. I know what kind of mood I'm in. This is me right now. Yeah. Like, why are you putting that up there? It's just. Think it's Stanley approved. <laughs> that hair and those shoes and that dress yeah. is just awful. He's like, a pain in the ass. Uh, so, Except for when he comes on the show, maybe in a few years, we're like, oh, Paul, you're the best. Paul, we've done nothing but sing your praises. You're the best. Welcome to shout it out loud. Cat. Thank you so much. We, you're so pl- Please tell us what you're cooking tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, let's talk about cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we such dicks? But that's okay. Uh, it's all good. It's all it's good. All, it's all yeah. good. Other than that, tours uh, postponed. We're waiting for the. Um, the new uh, Kiss product to come out, the uh, soundboard CD will be out next yep. month. Yep. Um, I did see Kiss Online promoting some stuff again, right? Yep. I also saw some pictures, but I saw them overseas. I didn't see anything in the U.S., but people are saying that the a biography is being released all out on DVD. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. Um, and it's got a picture of the current band, um, but it looks like right now it's it's like an international release and nothing in U.S., which I think it's funny that that is available for DVD, but the Dubai show still ain't. Dude, that is the funniest shit. I know some of you people are like, it's not funny. I spent the 13 months later. Dude, there are people that spent a thousand dollars on this. Like I could get like backstage passes, front row seats to any kiss. I wouldn't pay a thousand bucks for that. You guys paid to watch a show. Why? Like, because fuck them that's why <laughs> oh my god i feel that is awful and i laughed even harder when i'm like wait a and e biography is available for dvd already that just came out like six months ago yeah all right well tom before we move on i want to go check to see my email if i got a, a message about my db about my dubai fucking shipping see if it got mailed out yet i'll be right back Yeah, I'm back. While you were checking that, I think I, I heard Rachel Gordon. She was trying to get into my shed in the back there, <laughs> trying to she was trying to trying to use that ba- bag of fertilizer as a pillow. I had to tell her to beat feet. So we're back at it, though. 
she was squatting in the back because she has such a, a little bit of the bud mud going on. She had one of those friggin' dark throne phantom things that Matt was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, let's get to our lovely Valentine's oh, Day topic. Yeah, speaking of fucking Spe- love. Speaking of. So there's always that running conversation in rock music of what's a ballad, what's not a ballad. So so we've never really done a top love song episode or ballad episode. You know, because it's always one of those things. What's really a ballad? What's a love song? And- yeah, they have a few, they have a few obvious ballads which you all know we'll talk about but then there's always that like well is this is this a ballad is it a power ballad well the lyrics are kind of weird but the music is ballady so we always think what's best on this show is having that debate of what's a ballad and what's not Mm. it's pretty simple we're going to go through the albums and we're going to pick out the potentials yep so we're going to start right from the beginning like you would expect yep on the debut album I don't think there's anything that could be considered a ballad. Nothing. I mean, you got love theme from Kiss, which is like porn music, but yeah. that's just an that's just an instrumental. So you got nothing. Nope. Nothing. Nope. Hotter than hell. What do you got? Going blind, Tom? What do you say? Potential ballad. Not a ballad in the true sense of the word, but if you in for me, if you wanted to really stretch the rules of a ballad, you could say maybe. Yeah, it depends on what you considered a ballad. It has to be about love. Yeah, to me, a ballad consists of two things. Uh, uh, the tempo of the song in the, in the lyrical content, the subject content. It, it, could, it could be about, it doesn't need to be about love. It could be about lost love or a broken heart or something like that. Going Blind, is it's an odd song, but it could be ballady to some people in some way. Yeah, it's just one of those things you're not really sure on. But for me, I don't put going blind as a ballad. No, I probably would agree with you there. You know, it's got to have some sort of a deep meaning. Yeah. You know, just in the tone, the music might be ballady. Yeah, but the lyrics are. Yeah. So I would say no. Yeah. And, and let's be serious. This is the 70s. You'll see that when we get to the 80s, for obvious reasons, that's where the ballads all pop up. Yeah. I mean, the guy's talking about a deformity, like he's going blind. Yeah. And I'm 93 and you're 16. Yeah. Not saying I love you, even though we're old. It's not a, you know, discussion about love despite their age differences. Fucking just stupid. That is Um, stupid. And it's not a great song. It's much better (laughs) on Unplugged, by the way. Let's go to Dress to Kill, Tom. Nothing. I mean, you could say anything for my baby, but that's that's not not a ballad. ballad. That's 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 a love song. Nope. Love her all I can. You would think maybe. Nope. But the no. word ball, the, 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 the word ballad itself implies a slow tempo. Yeah. So we're it, talking ballad, not love song. So yeah, nothing there. It, the pace of the song usually is a, right. is a big giveaway. So let's go to then Destroyer. There's definitely one there. Yeah, you got the obvious with Beth. So what would you say? I would throw great expectations in there. As a ballad? Yes. Well, let me let me rephrase. Half of the song would be considered a ballad because when the drums kick into gear for the second half of the song, it turns into kind of like a slower paced rocker. The lyrics are kind of weird, but the beginning of the song is, again, I'm going to use the term ballady. But if you wanted to convince me that it's not a ballad, I'm not going to argue with you. But I would say it's on the cusp. 
I okay, but what is your pick? Yes or no? I'm actually going to say yes. All right, I'm saying no. Okay. So Beth, definitely. Yes, of course. Yes. All right. Do you love me? No. No other. Clo- nothing close to being no, valid. Nothing. All right. Let's go to rock and roll over. Now, this is an interesting one. Hard luck woman. It's not a ballad. It's too. It's too fast paced. It's too upbeat. It's a. It's a love song. It, it could be a, like a love song, but it's too fast paced. Is take me a bad love song? Oh, yeah. Put your hand. Put your hand in my pocket. Yeah. Absolutely. You say no, Tom. I say oh, abs- no. yeah, absolutely. For hard luck woman, no. So so far, um, I think we both say no on going blind. We both said yes for Beth. You said yes for great expectations. I said no, and we both said no for hard luck woman. Right? And yep. And I just looked up online the dictionary. Definition oh, I know. I've tried it too. Of yeah. a ballad, it says a slow, slow, sentimental, romantic song. So. Slow is the key term there. Yeah. It's always one of those things. What's the subject matter? Yeah. Um, is goodbye to romance a ballad? Yes. Is 18 in life a ballad? I would con- see this is when you start getting into that territory. That's a yeah. power ballad. But look at the lyrical content. It's not because it's talking about a kid who went to jail. Yeah. So, somebody. All yeah. right. Let's go to Love Gun. Ballad there. Um, no. Nothing. Nothing. Not even. No. Then she kissed me. That's not a ballad. Just like maybe like a love song, quote unquote, but nothing ballad at all. Then she nope. kissed me. I'm saying no. You're saying no. 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 All nope. right. Nope. So alive too. What do you got? Uh, n- n- nothing. I mean, you got the, the, the original tracks, All America Man, Rock in USA, Lodge in Life, Rock and Ride, any nothing. way you want it. Nothing. Nothing. Nope. Okay. We'll save Peter for last. Is there any love songs on Ace Fraley that are ballads? Fuck yeah. Listen to fucking Snowblind. I'm in love with fucking cocaine. I'm in need of love. Exactly. Is that a ballad? No. I'm in need of love. I say no as well. Um, What's on your mind? No. 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 Okay. Nope. Let's go to Gene. Um, see you tonight? Nope. No? No. Too 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 fast, too upbeat. It's a, it's a mid tempo rocker. No, I, I might say yes on that one. No. All right, tunnel of love or true or true confessions. No, no. Always near you, nowhere to hide. If it was just always near you, I'll I say, would say I yeah. would say yes. But the nowhere to hide part, no, no. Yeah, no. so I would just say no on all of that. Um, Mr. Make-Believe? No. Nope. Okay. We're not touching when you wish upon a star. It's not about that. No, no, no. All right. Paul Stanley. Oh. Paul Paul Stanley. Paul Paul Stanley. Take me away. Okay. So now this is when you get into that interesting topic there. Because to me- Take me away is is a is a power ballad. Yes, take me away is a ballad. Yep, I would say yes as well. You could almost say you'd be pushing it a little bit, but you could argue if you wanted to that tonight you belong to me is also a power ballad. Maybe a little bit too fast paced as it kicks into gear, 
So I'm going to say no, but you could you could fight for that one as a power ballad. Yeah, that's that's on the fence. Take me away together as one is definitely a ballad. Hold me, touch me. Yes, definitely. Unfortunately, it's terrible, but it's a ballad. Exactly. Yep. Goodbye. No, no, no. All right. Let's go to Peter's. I'm yeah. going to love, you No, you matter to me. No, I, I think it's up tempo. I don't think it's a love. It, I don't think it's, yeah, it's too. Uh, it's too up tempo. Right. Toss and turn. No, don't you let me down. Oh, see, baby. see that. See, that's don't a, you that, let me down. See, that's a good one. Cause that's almost like that. <sighs> Try to pick me up. Till I'm feeling on the ground. Yeah. That, that, that's on the fence. What, what do you think? I think it's a ballad. It's just, yeah, I, I think I'm going to argue. Yeah, I think I'm going to go. I, I think it could be on the fence, but for this one, I'm going to say, yeah, that's a ballad. That's the kind of sugar. No easy nope. thing. Definitely easy thing. Yes. Yep. 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 Uh, kiss the girl goodbye. Yep. Hooked on rock and roll. I can't stop the rain. I can't stop the rain. It's fucking fantastic. It's a freaking great song. Yeah, that's definitely a ballad. Yep. Said, yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, that's definitely a ballad. Definitely, yeah, definitely a ballad. Uh, all right, Dynasty, Tom. Uh, you sure, it, know something. What do you think? No, God, no, no. Not the only, the, no, the, the only thing that you could even potentially, if you, if you were forcing yourself to make a ballad on this, would be Magic Touch. But it's not. It's too much of a rocker, mid-tempo rocker. I think Sure, know something could be a power ballad. But all right, nah. let's go to Unmasked. Unmasked. I is Shandy a ballad? Funny you ask because the mid tempo song. It's I it's, I don't know. Ballad to me is a song that you could like slow dance to somebody with at like a wedding. Like and you that that's that's to like you can't dance to Shandy. You can, no. I can picture somebody during the verses holding like close dancing to somebody slow. Uh, I mean lyrically, absolutely. Yes or me, no for you. I'm gonna say no. I'll say yes. It sucks, okay. Sucks regardless. Okay. Uh, tomorrow, no. no. There's only one other. There's only one other. You're all that I yeah. want. Yes. Yeah. That that's that's about that's the only one there. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely that. But even that, I'll be honest. Even that that tempo was yeah. kind of. It's a little bit upbeat for a ballad, but I'll 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 give it the ballad. I'll give it the ballad call. All right. Let's go to music from the elder. Oof. Just a boy in Odyssey ballads. No. Because of their content, right? Lyrical content. Yeah. The only, for me, the only thing that sticks out as a ballad here is World Without Heroes, but it's not a love song. Tempo and musically in tempo, it's an absolute ballad, but so lyrically. It goes by our definition. Just the boy, Odyssey. No. I'm saying no. And same thing with World Without Heroes. Yeah, there's nothing love on this album. So no. Nope. Let's move along. Creatures of the Night. Oh, I yeah. still love you. Absolutely. One of the greatest. Yep. So that's yep. a yes and yes from us. Yep. Nothing else other than that. Lick it up. A million to one. <sighs> to me, I know people say power ballady or about. No, it's too. It's too rocking. It's too. It's too. Again, that mid tempo. No, not a ballad. Nope. Not to me. All right. I'm going to say no on that one as well. Okay. All right. Let's go. Animalize. Nothing, which is surprising because this is like power ballad central for this era in 1984. Well, actually, I take that back. It was a little bit later in the 80s when the power ballads really took off. But yeah, nothing on there. Yeah. Nope. Oh, we also missed the four songs off Killers. I would say no. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, nothing, nothing there. Nope. Asylum. 
the only one that if you wanted to get into a fight is Tears of Fallen. But no it's way too, is that a ballad. Exactly. Well, that's what I was going to say. Right. No, it's not. Um, Crazy yeah. Nights. Crazy Nights has one reason to live. Yep. That's a that's a legitimate ballad. Yep. But it's not really about love. But all right. Yeah. Well, what about I'll fight hell to hold you? No, I'm going to I'll give reason to live a, a ballad. Okay, but but yeah, you know what though? You're right. See now, now you get me double checking my rules here because lyrically it it is sure as shit is not. Yeah, the two I mean, songs I, off of Smashes. Wait a minute, listen. Here's the first verse right here. Let's go back to Reason to Live. Here's the yeah. first verse. Out of love, there's nobody around. All I hear is the sound of a broken heart. Out of time, no more waiting for you. Now the hurtin's through and a new day starts. That's a ballad. Yep. He's talking about a broken heart. Yeah, I, I had a like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's a that's a yes. So nothing on smashes, right? <laughs> you don't let's think put let's the, put the X and sex as a ballad. Let's go to hot in the shade. Yeah, you got the big one there forever. What about hide your heart? No. All right. So Look, forever. And that's it, right? That's it. Not somewhere between heaven and hell. <laughs> no. All right. Revenge every time. Yeah, you got that big, the big one there. Every time I look at you. Nothing yep. else, right? No, nothing else. All right. How's God gave rock and roll to you? No, lyrical. The lyrical content throws it out the window for me. And it's too, it's too, it's too rocking. I agree with you. Yeah. Carnival souls. Any ballads there? I will be there. I, I would say I will be there. Yep. Anything else? Uh, <laughs> what about childhood in you? We're always my friend. I like that song. Well, let's save it though before we get to the review. Um, nah, I, I would stick with. I would stick with. I will be there. I walk alone. I was thinking on the fence, but nah, I don't think so. Nah, not for lyrical no. content is that. Yeah, yeah, not for me. Let's go to this wonderful album called Psycho Circus. Oh, there's one definite. I finally found my way. Literally one of the worst songs ever recorded <laughs> in history. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, you could you if you you could say if you wanted to argue like dreaming power ballad journey of a thousand years power ballad. But for me, we oh, are we are I one. Just, I was just going to say we are one. Uh, step by me, everything I do. I see my man looking back at you. I finally found my way. Definitely. What do you, what do you, th- what's your take on? We are one. What do you think? We are one. That is a very, what's that song by that? Uh, Eric Martin's band there. Mr. Big. Mr. Big. Yeah. That's like that song. What? Like to be with you. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, let's look at the lyrics for a minute. So, okay, so the first the first verse is, you are not alone, and how long can you run? It's much too late if you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Once upon a time, you were a child, but that was yesterday. You know, blah, blah, blah. Hold your head up high. Let your spirits fly. You know, we are one. <sighs> you know what? I fucking hate the song, so I don't want to call it a ballad, but I, I don't know. What do you, I don't know. What do you think? Um... I'm going to say yes. I'm actually going to say yes. All right. Let's go with yes. Yeah. All right. Now, what came out next really is the box set. Yes. So if you go to the box set, what's of the demos and stuff? Lita. Lita. <laughs> That's a ballad. 
Dude, that's fucking horrible. <laughs> it's a ballad. Ugh. Right? Yeah. Love is Blind, the Gene Simmons demo. That's not a ballad. Wait, wait, wait. That's not on disc one. Hold on. Let's oh, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just on disc one. Disc okay. two is what do you got that's not on here? Love is Blind. So yeah, yeah that's a demo. That's a love song. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. Um. Uh, then disc three. Let's see if there was anything on disc three that became. Uh, nope. I don't think there's anything on that. Nope. Um, obviously, the You're All That I Want demo is. But yep. We already talked about that. And then you got Time Traveler on disc four. I yep. Would, I wouldn't pick that. Nope. That's not a demo. All right. So then let's. I mean, go, not a ballad. Excuse me. Not a ballad. Let's go to the newer stuff, the last couple of albums. Sonic Boom. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Let's, ba- let's back up here. Because on the last disc of the box set, you got the song from Detroit Rock City soundtrack. Oh, yeah, that's right. Nothing can keep me from you, which is horrific. <laughs> that's a ballad. That's a true ballad. Yes. Yeah. All and, right. then, and, and then, like you said, then we go to Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom. Nothing. Uh, even stand, maybe. No. Too upbeat. Um. No, there's nothing nope. there. Then let's go to Monster. Monster. Yeah. N- absolutely nothing. No. Nothing. That's it. That's yeah, what it, we got. You're not, deal- not dealing with a lot <laughs> at all. Yeah. There's only really forever. And every time I look at you, are they clear? Like, besides the Peter Chris stuff, like attempts at ballads. Yeah. With ballady lyrics. Yeah. I mean, you could say that you could you could probably throw in reason to live half of that song because the chorus is is weird. It's like everybody's got a reason to live. It's like okay, yeah, but, but it, that was more like poison something to believe in. Yes, exactly. Like inspirationally slow, yes. but like, but it's not a love ballad. Like forever is meant to be a fucking love song ballad. Forever is if you looked up eighties power ballad, you would probably yeah. see forever would be that, one of the songs. That fits in a, a compilation yeah. album that you can see late at night on Nickelodeon at Nick yeah. at Night or whatever. I mean, the one thing I will say about Nothing Can Keep Me From You is that Paul sounds like good on it. I mean, I finally found my way as a fucking disaster. Yeah, if you like that Chris. Aerosmith shit. That's exactly what it is. It's, then, it's, it's, um, it's the, the song from Armageddon there. I don't want to miss a thing. That's what it is. It's just that, you know? Yeah. So, again, throughout Kiss's discography... I would really go to real attempts at ballads are Peter Chris, the solo songs, a couple maybe on Paul's. Yep. And then you got those last late era, 89, 92, hot in the shade. Yep. Fucking revenge albums. They got those two ballads. And then the, um, you know, the poor attempt on Psycho Circus and the soundtrack Detroit Rock City. Those are the those are the ones that were like legitimate dictionary definition ballads. Yeah, I really believe that. Other yep. than that, you're fighting on every one of these. Yeah, which is weird because when you think of the when you think of the band, you oh, think what are of, we saying? What are we saying? Beth. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, Beth. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, yeah. but like I was saying, when when you think of this band and when you think of like their catalog, the discography, how long they've been around, you think of the kind of songwriter that Paul is. You would think that they would be ballads galore throughout their catalog, and there isn't. And I just find that fascinating because 
when you think like you, you would think that Kiss is like a ballad band. If you if for the, for, to the general public, that's not a diehard like us. So they uh, yeah. Oh, Kiss sold out. Kiss did this. And yeah. 79 afterwards, they did this. And that. Not too many ballads. No, they just came, changed the type of music. It wasn't ballady. Yep. Look at look at Aerosmith. How many fucking ballads do they have? That's why I cannot fucking stand 80s and 90s Aerosmith. Oh, I mean, I like it. I oh, mean, wow. but that's just that's a different discussion. But even in the 70s, they had a lot of those balladly type of epic type of songs. Kiss just was late to the party with forever. Forever is amazing. I personally love every time I look at you. I know some people don't. I love it. Those are their just absolute attempts at that Aerosmith style shit. And of course, the nothing can keep me from you. And I finally found my ways. That's all yeah, that is. That's just blatant. blatant. But the thing that I don't never understood is we could do a whole episode on Beth and its impact. Of course. Like, oh, yeah. Why yeah. didn't they come back with another type ballad? When because they saw it, how Beth, big Beth got. Because I think, and we talked to James Campion about this with the book. There was a lot of people that were like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, the critics love this, but no. And then they go back to Eddie Kramer and do rock and roll over. So I think they were like, no, 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 we can't. Yeah, but it grew. So by the time rock and roll over got, was done and out, Beth was fucking growing. No, you're right. Awesome. You're right. You're so right. Why didn't they go back to the drawing board and be like, we need another song like this? One song wasn't like if they're already willing to do shit like let's do a fucking what do you call it? Concept album. Yeah. Let's do a fucking pop album unmasked. Let's do an album with a fucking lead single being a disco hit. Like if you're willing to do that, why didn't you go out and do more ballads? Paul certainly has the voice for it. I agree. He- Peter has the voice for it. Even Gene, it can do it. Gene has a fantastic ballad voice if he wanted to use it more. He can yeah. do that. I, he I can mean, do that. The only one left would be Ace, and he ain't doing no ballads. No. But imagine said, him I'm, doing a ballad. Oh, I finally found my way because I was fucking shit face. It took me forever to find my way. Every rose has a thorn. 18 in life. Holy shit. I fucking almost did 18 in life. But thanks to my attorney, I only got off of probation. 18 lines and I'm fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> like they they had the voices. They I'll tell you where the they production. Yeah. They could make a song like that power ballad lead stuff and just make it a love song. It's just and with Paul in his I'm the star child. Like with that personality, why didn't he do it? No one would be like, oh, what a pussy song that is. Because he, that's his personality. He was already doing effeminate shit all the time. That didn't stop them from being like fucking one guy in the band being like effeminate and shit. That would still work. I think I think what could have happened if if Peter stayed in the band, I'm not, we're not going to get into that topic specifically, but if Peter stayed in the band, and you had the eighties with, with the, all the ballads. I think Peter's vo- Peter could have banged out some fantastic eighties ballads. I think if he was, if he was, was still so what that did he do? now, I, now I like, I like Eric Carr's vocals and I think Eric Carr has a wonderful voice and they could have given him a shot because for all you, you say what you want about his version of Beth, he sounds fantastic doing it. Yeah. So he's got a voice, but I, I don't know. I'm sure Steven Tyler could do a great version of Stairway to Heaven, but there's no need for it when you already got the Robert Plant picture perfect one. Well, yeah, no, no, no. What I'm saying is Eric Carr showed that he could sing and show that he could sing in a controlled 
Yeah, I, yeah vocal I, performance. I, I agree. So, so I agree. he could have done it. They could have done more ballads through the eighties with Eric Carr if they wanted to. But of what course, did they do with Peter? What did they do with Peter? Do you think it was on purpose that Paul's like no more ballads, mid tempo shit for Peter? And then yes. when Peter, when Peter got his own album, he puts out five ballads. Yes, that's exactly it. Right. I think it, well, I think it's a combination of we're not giving Peter any more any more of this high any more of these highlights. And I also think that it was also some of that kickback from the diehards. Like, what's all this overproduction and all this music and ballads? Go back to the plugging in your guitar and get Eddie Kramer. Yeah, but don't forget, Beth had not only Beth made sense as a song, but Beth was a piano driven song. If Beth was yeah. an acoustic driven song, it may have been perceived differently. Like on the box set version, which is yeah. fucking amazing. But my po- my point being. Yeah, like they still could have done it a little bit different. The next ballad from Paul or Peter could have been acoustic version of a song or something like that. It's just very strange where they didn't hit while the iron was hot and do something with Peter. Instead, it's like, okay, yeah, we'll let you rehash that song you had, um, Baby Driver. Yeah, we'll let you do uh, uh, Dirty Living. What's strange to me is Paul on his solo album. I mean, not even to do the power, like, like take me away together as one is a just a fucking amazing song. Like, why was that not like they, they never even did power ballads on studio albums. You know, I could see I could see Hold Me, Touch Me not going on a Kiss album because it's, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. And I could see Peter's solo album stuff not going on a Kiss album because a band is like, no. But to even venture into that power ballad territory, that that's surprising that they never that they never did that. Yeah, there's always. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Power ballad? No. Um, Kings and Queens, Aerosmith. No. No. Nope. They're, they're all close. No, yeah, but nah. Right? Yeah. But couldn't Kiss have done something epic like that? Take me away well, together as one is, is epic. the closest is the closest it, thing to that. It's like a sweeping epic love rocking. That it power picks, ballad. Yeah, where it picks up. And yeah. Has, right? That's the closest day. Oh, I actually have one for you. Sure know something. That's it. That's their epitome, I think, of a too, it's too, power ballad power song. Yeah, but it's too they they and forgive me for using this because I know people don't like it. It's too disco-fied. It's too it's too danceable to be a ballad. If it was on a different album and recorded yeah, differently, killer baseline. That's of course it does. The fucking song's amazing. It's one of the yeah. greatest. We know that with lyrics, drumming. Yeah. Yeah. The lyrics are amazing. It's perfect for that. Yeah. Oh, fucking great tune. Yeah. So it, I mean, it's an interesting discussion. Why didn't kiss do more of them or, you know, why did they, if they were going to do it, why didn't they uh, do some with Peter in the band or even later on? When Paul's voice was at its peak. Yep. You know, they only did one ballad really on Hot in the Shade. Yeah. So yeah, and, then, and then you had every time I look at you. So you you would think like you also I, mean, was, one, I almost was, forgot. I still I still love you. Oh, okay. Jesus. Yeah, you're right. Right. You're right. You're right. Yep. That's their version of that kind of stuff. So but look at these albums. Like, look at what we just talked about, like Slave to the Grind when we did that. There were multiple power ballads on there. You had, you know, uh, quick saying Jesus power ballad, maybe lyrically. No, you know, in a darkened room, wasted time lyrically, maybe no, but those are power ballads. Kiss never did that. Never. They had the voice to do it and they had of, the musicianship too. 
Yeah, you're right. I, I don't know how we keep. You know what? I think we forgot about "I Still Love You" because we were talking like in the late, the later '80s and then mm-hmm. in the '70s. We, we like like most people, we we skipped that era for a minute. But "I Still Love You" is fucking fantastic. There should have yeah. been more of that. You should have done that on "Lick It Up" and, and "Animalize Asylum." All those. Well, I you know it's almost a little. They did a little when you say a million to one. A million to one, yes. T- right. That, that, that touches on that. And that's those thing that I mean, it's almost an episode in and of itself. Kisses like kind of epic songs, the nowhere to runs, the million to ones. Yep. The fucking I still love you's the take me away. Yep. Those songs that are kind of rocking in the beginning, but they're not they're not hard, but even black diamond, if you think yeah. about it, yeah, fits that kind of category. They're like uh, mid-tempo, like or it's not fast, but it's they fucking start, hard. They, they start in one place and end in another place. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Um, Black Diamond does that big time. Yep. Um, just going through some of the earlier shit. Yeah, and that's an interesting terminology you use. Start and finish different places. And those are the, and not those a lot of the songs that we love when we do ARC. Like oh. like 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 we talk about like Outlaw Torn. You know, a song that starts here and ends here. Like you know, suicide, like exactly, like the all the like a like Bill, sweep, sweeping epic songs that take that take uh, you that take you someplace from point A to point B. Oh, yeah, incredible. Yep, it, Alice yep. in Chains has got a ton of that shit. Oh yeah, oh god, yeah, it builds it up. Don't follow. Yep, the, the way it changes. There. Oh my god. Yep. Um. So Tom, let's do a top five list. Okay, you can start us off. We're going by. Your favorite, what we've deemed as a ballad, not okay. what we think is the most ballady or whatever. So let's start with you. And number five, what do you got? All right. My number five is this one. This is New York. Yo.
Yep. Off of Peter Chris's solo album, I'm going, I can't stop the rain. I love that type of music. And I think his vocals kill it on that song. Big fan of that one. Well, Tom, I'm going to stay in the same area. I'm going right with this one. the same album peter chris's solo album i'm going with don't you let me down love it excellent good call very good ballad all right number four uh people might be surprised maybe they have this one a little bit higher but uh i i it's a great tune but it's going to be four for me here we go Tell me how- 
that's right. Off of Creatures of the Night, I still love you. Tons of great versions. You got the studio album version. You got the unplugged version. You got the Alive Three version. F- fucking phenomenal. Amazing vocal performance from Paul. I I can't disagree. I think it's fantastic. Um, Tom, over to me. I'm gonna go with this. playing and we just can't find the sound just a few more hours and I'll be right home to you I think I hear them calling oh Beth what can I do Beth what can I do you say you feel so empty just in a home that I'm always somewhere else and you're always there alone just a few more hours and I'll be right home to you I think I hear them calling oh Beth what can I do Beth what can Still gives me chills sometimes when I hear it. Depends on my mood, but plenty of fatigue. And that's Beth. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, somebody's got to listen to that. <laughs> well, sure ain't Eric Singer singing it. No, no. All right. My number three. Uh, we've spent a lot of time talking about it tonight. And here it is. Off of Paul's solo album, 
Take Me Away Together as One. Fucking phenomenal song. Power Ballad Central right there. Yeah, I, I think that song builds and it's very overlooked, um, but it's a great tune. Oh, my God. I love it. Yep. Number three, it's a duplicate. And that is number five for you. And that's I Can't Stop the Rain off Peter Solos. Ooh, so two I'm going to Peter. I got three Peters in a row so far. Oh, that's right. Yeah, three Peter. That's for, well, for Peter, me. Peter's your boy. That's good. Yeah. All right. Number two for me. Uh, one and two, you know, probably the pretty obvious ones, but I, I, I got a special place in my heart for number one. So number two is this. Yep, it's the big one that everybody probably has at number one, but I got it at number two, and that is forever off of Hot in the Shade. Iconic, classic, legendary, one of the great guitar solos. Love it. I had this as number two as well. So oh, okay. The forgotten part of this is the drumming that Eric does on it. Uh, oh, amazing. It, yeah. When you watch the video and you see all his drumming throughout, oh, yeah. you just get mesmerize how fucking great it is yep uh i think i was it somebody i was talking about i think it was casada we were talking about and it was just amazed at how well that drumming goes yeah and it was uh very kind of bonhamish yep you he's awesome fucking symbol oh god bless him great forever is incredible everything about it it probably should get voted as Kiss's number one ballad, I think. It should. Me and you are biased, and I think yeah. I know where we're going with our picks. Yeah. But Forever is probably universal for Kiss fandom at this point because Beth is so overdone. Yeah. That the number one ballad would be this. But yeah. That, what's your number one as far as uh, this out uh, this list goes, Tom? Yeah. My number one. Uh we've we talked about it a lot when we did the album review um i know some people say it was a you know a, a, a rip-off job on forever or the time the you know sign of the times and the stuff but i don't care i still love it here it is Ooh, baby, I 
tried to make it I just got lost along the way But every time I look at you No matter what I'm going through It's easy to see Every time I hold you The things I never told you Yep, that's right. Every time I look at you, just got a special place for this song. It was almost our wedding song, almost, but there were a couple of little lyrical content in there. It was like a little eh, but uh, I love that song. I think Paul sounds great. Great tune. I think the part in it was just, you shit on my house. It was in that part. Yeah, yeah. You, sh- you shit on my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bridge, I don't think we can use those. Lyrics. I don't think we can put that in there. Did he just say shit on a house? No, we can't have that. And then, and then <laughs> Ronald Miller or Donald Miller goes, I know. I know. <laughs> like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> Awful. All right, Tom, it's a list. I have a song that I always pick out, and it always makes my list when it comes to this. And I'm going to give you the demo version. Here it is. One, two, I picked you're all that I want. I love this song. It's my fucking go to kiss ballad. The- go to him. <laughs> that just fucking threw me off. Sorry. <laughs> go to the but I have nothing to bring. I have nothing. Go to him. <laughs> go to him. <laughs> so, go ahead. <laughs> you're all that I want. The ballad version off the demo 
fucking fantastic, beautiful song. Gene does an incredible job. I've always loved this song. I have a soft spot for it. And for me, that's my favorite Kiss ballad. And you're right. Now, that, de- that, that demo version is really, really good. It's a beautiful song. Now, yeah, yeah. want to name a couple. Uh, I got. I picked two that I put as honorable mentions. Yep. I- I'll just list them for you, Tom. I was going to pick I Still Love You. Okay. Especially the unplugged version. Paul kills it. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and then like you, I also, I like Take Me Away. I think that's a beautiful fucking yep great like epic type song i like yeah. it a lot um i'm actually gonna i know it's cheesy it's it's very like def leopardy bon jovi-ish keyboard but i i like reason to live yeah i've always been a fan of it. i think I paul like sound, song too yeah i think paul sounds great on it and then um my my other honorable mention is go is actually you're all that i want okay so uh, it's a great song would you say uh, you thinking demo or the i like um, both but i really like the beginning of that demo version with yeah, that acoustic, acoustic. That, oh. that it's it sounds great yeah all <clears throat> right buddy yep. well there you have it i hope that this um episode leads to a good discussion kiss yeah. ballads what it what are they uh which ones uh do you favor if they are a ballad and why didn't Kiss do more ballads? Yeah, Real should they ballads. have done? Should they have done more? Were you disappointed in those late '90s ones? You know, those Aerosmith type of ripoff ones because they were kind of trash. But you know, let's let's hear what you guys think, and uh, you know, maybe make a little Valentine's Day ballad playlist. Yeah, when yeah. they work, they work forever. Every time I look at you, when they didn't, they didn't. <clears throat> yep. Nothing can keep me away from you. I finally found my way. We know which ones seemed real and which ones didn't. Yeah. So exactly. yep. I think this is a good discussion to have. We hope that you guys get into it. Tell us what you think. Debate it. Go online. Do your thing, boys. That's right. And girls. Yep. Tom, what we do next is we answer a kiss question. You got one? We do. Yes. Kiss question this week comes from our longtime listener fan of the show, our friend, lovely Lance Lumley. And he says, we all know about Kiss's set list being the same, and we all know about Paul's vocals. How would you feel? I'm paraphrasing his question a little bit. How would you feel about Eric Singer doing a Peter song other than Beth, but something like Dirty Living? Would that be too much for the Kiss classic fans to take? See, <laughs> it's one of those things that. Peter wouldn't help it. Peter would be vocal. Peter would be fucking is up in arms. I'll I'll give you a quick example. So we were talking earlier about YouTube and YouTube fucking did it again. And how like we're not putting the music on. I'm I'm muting it or I'm trimming it from our YouTube version of our episodes. Well, what they usually do is like, oh, you can't use this or it won't be monetized or anything like that. But there was one that like, we won't play this because you have this song on. And it was Beth. Yep. So Beth has a different marking than any other kids song, at least That's as right. far as when I play it on, when I posted an episode that had it on YouTube. I wonder why. Yep. <laughs> I wonder who's uh, doing that. So if, I cannot see Peter not flipping out if if one of his songs like that was used. Well, well, forget about Peter. Think about what what, what would be the fan reaction. I think people would hate it. 
You do. Absolutely. I, I agree. I, I agree. I think I think it, first of all, people that they would never play dirty living, but I understand his point. If they if they threw in hard luck woman in the set list, people would be like, what the f-? first of all, See, that's back- different. That's different because Paul wrote that song. That's different if they did mm-hmm. mainline. Peter brought those songs, his songs in baby driver. He brought in with his fucking buddy there, the useless guy, this <laughs> Sean Pepperidge Farm, whatever. Well, Stan, Stan Penridge. Yeah, Stan Penridge. He brought him in and they did Baby Driver. They did uh, what do you call it? Those are Peter's song. And Peter made it a big deal that those are his songs. Yeah, but I don't give a shit about who wrote You're the wrong. song. You're no, wrong. No, no, no. I, I, I'm telling you, Peter would make a fucking shit fit about I can't, it. I know, no, no, but I'm getting, back, I'm getting back to the fan reaction. Fans, but, aren't, f- fans aren't going to be like, oh, this is great. Paul Stanley wrote it, even though Peter sang it. I don't no, think that's because that's Peter on. wouldn't make it an issue. But in social media, Peter would make it a big issue. And no, get all I the get fucking- that, but you're, you're arguing two different things. I'm talking no, about. No, I'm no, ta- no, 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 no. I'm talking about if you're at a concert. In the and, and all of a sudden they introduce Eric Singer and he sings Baby Driver. Are the fans going to be like, that's awesome? Or the fans going to be like, why the fuck is he singing Baby Driver? That's a Peter song. I uh, again, I you can't. Like Kiss doesn't live in a, like you not that you can hold two thoughts at the same time. Kiss doesn't live in a world where social media and Kiss cards aren't overanalyzing everything. So the Kiss fans would be bullshit because it would be in social media that this is bullshit if they're doing it. Yes, so if they're doing it, then I think half the fans would be fucking up in arms. And this I is agree. Bullshit. So that's I agree. all I'm saying. It, you can't live in a world where you're saying, well, if they just heard it. Like they're not gonna just hear it; they're gonna I hear know. Peter bitching about it. I know. And so half of them are gonna agree with it and make it a big deal. And then, then it's let, like, then, oh, you're slapping him in the face. This is fucking rude. This then why do they? Then why do they allow Eric to sing the biggest Peter song in history? Because why? it became the biggest Kiss song in fucking, history. It's a fucking bad move because I hate when he sings it. I just don't like it. I think it's overdone. And I think the way he does it is stupid. But yeah, yeah, I agree. But the other thing to that, too, is fucking Ezrin did a lot for that song. And I think they know Peter knows that and they can get away with a little bit. But the other songs are straight up Peter and and Penridge. So they brought that in. I think that they they would get shit for it. I think the bigger I think the bigger question, a similar question would be like if they started throwing ace songs at Tommy, people would fucking have a stroke. See, okay, do I think they would fucking flip out if he oh. did um Colgin or if he's saying um I don't know if he's saying oh, no, Gene uh, sings Cold Gin. I know, but Ace wrote it. I'm if saying if they did if they brought if they brought Rocket Ride into the set list, people would lose their fucking mind if Tommy said mm, that. I don't know. It's off a of kiss album. I think if oh, they brought in Rip It Out, it'd be a fucking people would lose their mind or New York Groove, which oh, well, that's Ace. different. That's different. That's those what are I mean. Things. I think so, yeah, I yeah. think those are way too close to Ace, like D- Dirty Living and uh, those other songs are way too close to Peter. The only thing about it is that's why Shock Me gets allowed because it was a big it was the Ace. It was hit. it was a hit. It was a and hit. it was so on. They could pull it was Detroit, it was on uh, Kiss Alive too. Right, Beth is the biggest Kiss song, so they're like, "Fuck you!" Like all those tribute bands that are going out right now, Foreigner and all those other yeah. acts. You think they're like? You think Lou Graham is like? Oh, you better not sing fucking Midnight Blue. Yeah, fucking as ice. Like yeah, feels like the first time because I did. Like they don't give a shit. You're doing it. Yeah, but that- Foreigner fans on fucking idiots like Kiss fans. <laughs> kiss, Kiss tards. Foreign Foreigner tards. <laughs> 
but you great know question, I mean. Lance. Thanks for being, thank you for being a huge longtime fan of the show. We appreciate it, buddy. Great question. Yeah. So Tom, where do people find us? Our email, best place to start, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Please email us with comments, questions, feedback, anything about the show. We try to get to all of them. Um, you know, we love you guys and all the feedback, but we don't want to spend three hours doing feedback. We spend a lot of time doing it. We have a lot of fun with it. But, you know, even if we don't read it on the show, we are reading your emails. And the same goes for everything on our social media with Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the direct messages on all those, you know, comment, interact, tag us, post us. You know, one of the things that we love is when you guys see something kiss related and tag us in it, whether it's a picture of a, one of your shirts or you saw something out in the, out in the, the out, you know, while you were at work or at the mall and you saw some, I, I love when you guys do that. Yeah. For instance, vet Halen just jumped on uh, our buddy Tony's thing and said, Hey, Buy that tough shirt for T and Z. See, see what like I mean? Shit yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. we like that stuff. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, it just keeps the interaction going. It's great. Um, and of course, we're we're part of the wonderful Pantheon podcast. It shows tons of great shows on there. We got a bunch of our friends on there. Check them out. We got our buddy Jay from the Hooked Rocks. Uh, we got our buddy uh, LC and Baco from Cobras and Fire. The, the great Martin Popoff has a fantastic show. Check them out. You can go on their website and you can see our show with all the other ones. It's great. And as we mentioned earlier in the show, our wonderful Patreon family, which is fantastic. We love you guys. Our new guys, John and Christian this week. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, so check us out. You know, you guys be part of this. We say this every week. You are part of the show. Okay. You guys are part of it. So remain that way and continue to stay interactive and reach out to us and stay in communication and uh, be part of the family. Yeah, Tom, uh, people can DM us to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We read them all the time. We thank you for them. They're excellent. And uh, we're the type of of, uh, podcast that we uh, actually look at them. So please keep them coming. You can subscribe to our YouTube. You do. (laughs) Um, Channel. We're uh, grown at a real good pace here. We even put up something on Twitter and uh, Facebook about getting new subscribers. Really want to get that YouTube channel up and going. So please, even if you uh, listen to us on the podcast, make sure that you uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's a big help to us and we really appreciate it. Uh, Please give us one of those five star star child reviews on all your social medias that you can especially apple itunes that moves us up the food chain it's a big help to us uh, and gets us in front of more eyes and it's uh something that we really appreciate that spotify pod chaser facebook wherever you can leave a five star child review please do so it again we really appreciate those and those are real uh, uh a real big deal for us so and when you do we always like to read them. Uh, I think we have another one this week. We're, we we have more than each week. So we haven't gotten to them all. We will read them all when you put one up for us. Tom, you got this one? We got one here from Obi, my dog, 13. And it says, thank you. Five stars. Just discovered the podcast and love it. 
And then they did a star emoji, a demon emoji, a rocket emoji, and a cat emoji to represent the band. That is awesome. Simple to the point. We love it. Five stars. Obi, my dog, 13. Thank you for taking the time. We truly appreciate it. That's awesome. Thank you. Please keep those coming and let us know when you do. We'll read them and we really appreciate it. And for those that we don't know who it is, tell us who it is. Because sometimes we don't recognize who that uh, avatar is or the name that you use. So please let us know. We really want to say thank you for that. And please remember to email us. Those are the best way. That's the best way and our favorite way to get correspondence from you guys. Yep. And that's shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Tom, I, I said I was going to get to it a little bit at the end. And I do want to say something real quick. Once again, breaking records over here at Shout It Out Loudcast. Our January to the beginning of February has been insane. Our downloads are through the roof. We hit a one-time high that we've never hit in a 30-day period for downloads and stuff. We're ranking at the top of music, not number one for music. We're in the top rankings of for music commentary. We're making it into music overall on Apple Podcasts. And yeah, we're proud to keep saying it when we need to say it. We're the number one ranked KISS podcast on Apple Podcasts right now. Nobody bigger, nobody better. And we're fucking damn proud to say it. And we're so proud and thankful to you, the listeners. And all you new people that have jumped on board, thank you. Welcome aboard. You're not going to listen to podcasts the same after you've been listening to us for a while. And once again, we can't tell you how much we appreciate what you guys have done for us, the show, and all our loudcasters out there. Yeah, again, unbelievable gratitude to all you guys for making the show what it is. You're part of it. And, you know, in terms of like the ranking thing, we're, we're proud of that. Okay. And that's not anecdotal. That is based on data. That is based on information that we get, charts that we get, numbers that we get from things that we are part of because we have a podcast. We get weekly and monthly reports and information. So we're not just going out there like, you know, when you, you walk into downtown Boston, it says world's best pizza. <laughs> you know, we're not we're not we're not doing that. We, I'll we're not take that. I'll take a couple slices of roni. That place has the world's best fucking mellow yellow, too. It says right out in front of it. So, I mean, I don't want you to think that we're like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Like, you know, and we're not trying to break our arms, patting ourselves on the back. We're proud of it. And we're, we're proud that you guys are part of that and helping it. Because obviously, without the downloads, without the subscriptions and the social media stuff, there would be no show. So you guys are making this show with us we're in it together and we're proud to share that with you and let you know so thank you for that yeah and i really think a lot of it has to do with our fucking incredible social media uh loudcasters out there oh yeah constantly promoting constantly sharing constantly throwing out hilarious fucking memes uh hashtags doing some of our fucking you know uh catchphrases and stupid shit that we do thank you for that keep it going we really fucking think that it's the reason why we're finding this success right now and we want to keep doing what we're doing and we want to say thank you to you guys it was the best time we've ever had on this show and uh 
the stats don't lie. And yep. it's uh and and uh thank you again. Tip of the hat to us loudcasters. So, Tom, uh what we do next is we always go to famous last words. What do you got? Yesterday is far away. So take me out to sea. Far away, I've been what never will be. Check me in to lose or win. I'm living memories. The drift begins. The dream of it sets me free. This is New York. That's it. That's it. (laughs) I love it. Perfect. Tom, thank you. Kiss Army, thank you. Loudcasters, thank you. Guys, you're the best. Thank you so much. Zeus is always my friend. Thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. And I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. So I was talking to a friend of mine who's we'll say, let's say keep her nameless, buying her third property, high school friend. Yeah. And it's like, what's going on with you? And, you know, calls me George, doesn't call me Zeus. I'm like, uh, oh, I got a podcast. Going, oh, you do? Like, oh, I no. know, I know everyone's got a podcast. I'm like, no, but this one actually does pretty well. Like, what are you guys doing this and that? I told her about Kiss and she's like, oh. Really? I'm like, are you? She's like, well, you've got to be doing some of your fucking like impressions or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. Do you, I go, do you remember King? She goes, <laughs> the guy that you guys should have been arrested for? Yes, no I remember. Way. Yeah. She was one of the good girls, but she was on the opposite end. Like, hey, you Google know, clean girl. Google yeah, clean girl. You know, like they have like A section and B section. So she never had King, but she yeah. heard what we were doing to him. She goes, that was the guy that you guys terrorized, right? Yeah. yeah like, now he's a, you know, he's yeah. a character on our show. She's like, you know, just thinking like, I'm trusting buying a fucking my third property with you. And yeah, I don't. And you're, <laughs> and you're on a, a podcast bragging about the torture you put this guy through when you were in junior high. I'm like, yes, the crowd seems to like it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Now sign these papers here to buy this house. (laughs) Yes. We were talking about King and I go, yeah. And and they, they seem to like when I go King. (laughs) It's NFL draft season. And that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 